In this presentation, we will discuss figuring earnings subject to self-employment tax with relation to a sole proprietorship generally reported on a Schedule C. This information can be found in Publication 334. There are three ways to figure net earnings from self-employment. One, the regular method. Two, the non-farm optional method. And three, the farm optional method. You must use the regular method to the extent you do not use one or both of the optional methods. Why use an optional method? So typically you would think, okay, there's a regular method and then we have these optional methods. Why then would we deviate from the regular method to one of the optional methods? Why use an optional method? You may want to use the optional methods discussed later when you have a loss or a small net profit and any one of the following applies. You want to receive credit for Social Security benefit coverage. You incurred child or dependent care expenses for which you could claim a credit. An optional method may increase your earned income, uh, which could increase your credit. So note there might be a situation where we want earned income to actually be higher. Usually that's not the case. Why? Because if earned income was higher, then we'd have to pay taxes. So if we go back to our 1040, if we had in some way increased our earned income, usually that would result in more taxes. However, if we have some of these credits down here that are related to refundable credits, such as the earned income credit or the child tax credit, we may actually get a bigger credit and therefore more money if our earned income was higher. It's an unusual type of situation that we would actually want income to increase in order to get some of these refundable credits, which are credits beyond a zero amount, meaning if we're paying no taxes, we may still get some money with regard to these refundable credits, but we need some earned income in order for that to happen. And they actually increase as earned income goes up, up to a certain point. So that would be a kind of complex type of calculation to figure when that would be the case, when that would be beneficial. But it could be the case uh, with regard to some of those refundable credits like the child or dependent care expenses. Note that there's a child tax credit and there's a credit for dependent care. And to qualify for the dependent care, then typically we have to have the expenses related to the dependent care for us to be able to work. And one of the requirements there usually is that there's some type of earned income because that would be the point of the dependent care and why you'd, you'd get the credit in the first place. So that would be another reason why there might be uh, some need to have the earned income there in order to get the benefits from that credit. Uh, you are entitled to earned income credit. So that's the other one we're discussing, a refundable type of credit. An optional method may increase your earned income, which could increase your credit. So these credits down here, the refundable credits, including the earned income credit, can actually go up if you have more earned income. So if you use an optional method and it increases your earned income, could actually be a benefit with regards to some of those credits. Uh, you are entitled to an additional child tax credit. An optional method may increase your earned income same type of situation we talked about. Child tax credit down here, refundable credit, may get money even if no taxes were paid in, if there's no tax liability affected. And we would need income to do that, typically earned income. Effects of using the optional method. Using an optional method could increase your self-employment tax. Paying more self-employment tax could result in your getting higher benefits when you retire. So the optional method may increase your self-employment tax. And you might say, well, why would I ever want to pay more taxes and notice the self-employment tax unlike the income taxes when we consider income taxes we pay them into the general fund the, the government takes them and spends them whatever they want the self-employment taxes are going towards 
uh, our benefits possibly. So if, for example, the social security is calculated on some of our uh, contributions. Now note that that calculation is a bit complex. You'd have to go into it as to whether or not it would benefit to increase the self-employment, but you can imagine situations where having more payment into the self-employment could result in increased benefits uh, upon the retirement or the distribution of something like Social Security. So for most taxpayers, the general rule would probably be that they would rather hold on to their own money rather than pay it into the Social Security and do their own kind of investments with it. But there, you can imagine situations where uh, you're thinking that you want to increase the benefits for the Social Security specifically and therefore to increase the amounts paid into Social Security could benefit. So you want to go into some tax planning uh, in order to figure out which way would be best. Using the optional method also may decrease your adjusted gross income, your AGI, due to the deduction for one half of self-employment tax on 1040, which may affect your uh, eligibility for credits, deductions, other items that are subject to AGI limitation. So when we consider this, the self-employment tax, also note the other number that's going to be affected here is going to be the adjusted gross income. So the adjusted gross income, and that's because one half of the self-employment tax is deductible. So if we go to Schedule 1, you'll recall that one half is deductible. So that's going to affect the AGI. And the AGI is what's typically used for all kinds of income limitation type things when we think about deductions and or credits that have some kind of phase out typically, then the phase out is usually based on this number, this AGI, which will be affected and lowered as the self-employment typically goes up because half of the self-employment is deducted for AGI. Back to the text. Figure your AGI, adjusted growth income, with and without using the optional methods to see if the optional methods will benefit you. So it would be very beneficial if you get into these optional methods to have tax software because then you can of course do the optional method see the calculations and see all the different types of effects because once we start to consider agi phase outs and we start to consider things like uh, the refundable credits gets complex very quickly when we start to think now we need to increase the income to get things like credits and, and manipulate the phase outs so what you would like to be able to do in that case is have the software apply both methods see which method uh, works best for you and results in the best results. If you use either or both optional methods, you must figure and pay the self-employment tax due under these methods, even if you would have had a smaller tax or no tax using the regular method. So obviously, whatever the method that you generate, if you choose to use that method, then you, you got to pay the tax related to the method chosen. The optional method may be used only to figure your self-employment tax. To figure your income tax, include your actual earnings in gross income, regardless of which method you use to determine the self-employment tax. So what we're talking about here is specific to self-employment. And this, again, gets a little bit confusing because, of course, on the return, if we have a Schedule C business, we're going to have the income tax calculated up here, line 11. And then we have the self-employment tax included on line 14, calculated on the Schedule SE. So remember, the self-employment tax is a whole different tax even though it's a federal tax it's for social security and medicare as opposed to the income tax